You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's never been easier to communicate with people but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey everyone, it's Ryan. Before we get to this week's episode, I just wanted to talk to you about my friends at Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company, proudly delivering the, only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim only to serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit the affiliate link on the top of our Twitter page and our promo code BellyUp and receive 15% off your order. And now on to episode 48. Ask me anything. Here we go. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required. This podcast is brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you who I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Hope it was safe. Hope it was fun. And also want to wish happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends out there who may be listening. Even if you are, if you're not Jewish, happy Hanukkah anyway. <laughs> and we're also entering the Christmas season. So lots of shopping to do. Hope you didn't kill anyone or maim anyone on Black Friday. <laughs> uh, and also hope you didn't hack anybody on Cyber Monday. Before we get to this week's episode, which is which is Ask Ryan Anything. Just wanted to remind you to like, share, and subscribe on 
any podcast platform, the one you're listening, you meant the one you may be listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever, basically wherever you can find podcasts. Also, go to our YouTube page, search for No Credentials Required, click on the subscribe button, then hit the notifications button. That way, you know when clips from the show come out. Also, I'll remind you about our social media accounts which are on Twitter and Instagram. Look for BellyUpNCR, facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. So that reminder being said, I put the notice out there, a little bit late notice, but I wanted to do something different for this week's episode of No Credentials Required. I didn't schedule a long-term, a long-term, I didn't schedule a long form interview and I didn't do my Monday check-in because it was, uh, I was too busy celebrating the Jets win. <laughs> and also, I also have this week off from work. So I just wanted to just take some time to relax and chill for the Thanksgiving weekend. I promise you I'll have an, I'll have a new Monday check-in uh, this coming Monday. So I'll try to record after the Jets hopefully beat the, beat the Eagles. Uh, lots to review about the New Jersey Devils week uh, today. This is Tuesday. As of today, they had, they welcomed back Jack Hughes to the lineup, and they also signed him to a long-term, eight-year, sixty-four million dollar, eight million dollar AAV, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, I'm not a salary cap guy. I don't do math. Uh, but he's uh, certain. He's he's uh, signed for the long term. He'll be a New Jersey Devils base. He'll be a New Jersey Devil basically for life, or until he decides to. Uh, go somewhere else so so we'll also talk about the albany firewolves debut they make their debut this coming friday it'll be on espn plus uh, the national lacrosse league signed a long-term deal with espn so all their so they'll have a game of the week and this week they're the this week espn is showing is broadcasting the Albany Firewolves taking on the Toronto Rock in Hamilton. That game, I believe, will be on 7 o'clock Eastern time, so I'll be looking forward to watching that game, seeing the first ever Albany Firewolves game as they take on the Toronto Rock. All right, so here we go. Let's do Ask Me Anything. Is Ask Ryan Anything. I, I, I kind of posted, again, as a little bit short notice, I just kind of came this idea up on the fly. I've had an I've had Ask Me Anything episodes on my old, uh, one of my old shows uh, around for the weekend. And I kind of want to figure, figure I kind of want to uh, uh, continue the tradition. Maybe do this every so often. Uh, maybe just do once a quarter. I was coming up to the end of the year. And we, uh, it's, 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 it's been a long 2021 with on this podcast at least with hiatuses and a co-host leaving the show and taking another hiatus to reformat and reformat and retooling and retweaking uh, this ama is going to be part of the it's going to be a quarterly ama so i'll put it out there i'll, I'll do a better notice next time it just kind of came up on the fly figured for tonight's pot for for this week's uh I figured for this week's episode, since I didn't schedule a long form interview, I'll get the word out there. Just do, uh, I'll do it better next time with getting the word out. But uh, I enjoyed a lot of the questions that came in. And we're going to start with uh, the AMA post I put on Twitter. So I put it out there to the Twitterverse to talk about 
anything. Ask Ryan anything. Ask me anything. I'm Ryan, by the way. <laughs> and uh, let's go to the first couple of questions. We're going to do this. We're going to do this round, take a short commercial break, and then we're going to come back with the Facebook question. All right. So the first question from Twitter comes from the Garage Beers podcast, and it's with Mike, Chad, and Joe. I'm not sure which one of these guys asked, but they asked me, what is the most underrated Christmas beer we should have on our show? The most, I think the most underrated, and this, I hate using this because it's a secret. Not so much a secret, but I'm going to let them in on a little secret. I'll let you, the audience, let on a little secret too. The best beer, Christmas beer, that I've had that you should try, but unfortunately I don't know if they ship anymore, is the Doppelbach Christmas beer from weeping radish and reaping weeping radish is my is one of my favorite go-to spots when i go to the outer banks uh, north carolina it's what it's north carolina's first microbrewery they uh, they're awesome and it's an awesome brewery it's a is it was founded by a german a german immigrant named uli uh uli benowitz he's awesome he's an awesome dude uh the first time i went on tour was after Hurricane Irene moved through back in 2011. And we went on vacation and we, a group of us went on vacation and we got there late because nobody thought to buy the insurance so we can cancel our trip. But, but I looked, I was just looking around for places to go because I'm, I'm, I'm a wanderer. I well, on vacation. I like to be a wanderer. I like to go around different places Check out different things. I like to get the scope of the town, get the get the jive of the town I'm, I'm in, uh, whether it be in in Kerala, North Carolina, or Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is where my other favorite brewery is, Dogfish Brewery. I uh, also, uh, or whether it be in Montreal or Ottawa or Nashville, Atlanta, I like to get the 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 jive of the town. I like to go wandering, and this brewery. I, I was the sole person on tour who got to go on tour and I got a personalized tour from Uli uh, on this day. It was, uh, it was right after hurricane Irene came through. We spent, we spent four days in North Carolina, but I had the personalized tour. He told he told me about the history of the brewery, how basically he had to write and change the laws and, I get the law changed to do to open a microbrewery in North Carolina because nobody had nobody had a microbrewery at that time in North Carolina. So I got the personalized tour. He told me about the frustration of dealing with that and dealing with building collapse because you don't you sh- you shouldn't build a brewery by the sea <laughs> because of sea lo- seawater. And I tried all his beer, and all his beer is is really really good, and that includes the Christmas beer, which I had shipped from. North Carolina to Albany. I ordered it for Christmas a couple of years ago, uh, a bunch of years ago. I think I think it was 2012. I had it shipped up. Uh, we're having we're celebrating Christmas. I think I might still have a can in my dad's in my dad's uh, mom and dad's fridge. Uh, and I I don't I looked at the website. I tried to see if I, I checked to see if they have it if you can still order their beer. Unfortunately, it doesn't have it on the website right now. I'm gonna reach out to them on Facebook and give an update. Hopefully it will be able to ship again. I know COVID has kind of put a damper on that, but I had, I did have an order shipped last year of their, uh, of their OBX Kolsch, which is a, which is one of the most crushable beers in, in the universe. (laughs) 
and it was an awesome beer. Hopefully, if you can find it, like I said, I'll reach out to them. I'll see if they can, uh, if they're, if they, if they've halted production on shipping. But Weeping Radish Double Bock Christmas Double Bock Christmas beer, it's most excellent. Uh, another Christmas beer I can recommend to you, and I don't know. Again, like I said I don't know if they ship outside the state of New York, but uh, Artisanal Brewing touch of spice it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch it is awesome it's really really great so so chad joe mike uh that's where those i recommend to you i recommend those beers uh double again no weeping radish double bock christmas beer and artist artisanal artisanal brew works in saratoga new york touch of spice or touch a, touch a crunch actually it's, t- it's called touch a crunch now it's not called touch a spice anymore it's called touch a crunch all right, from Belly Up Sports co-founder Mike Brown, the right and honorable Mike Brown, best hot sauce you ever had. Now he wrote it as best host sauce you ever had, <laughs> so I presume he meant hot sauce. So I'll give him the, I'll give him a pass. He's a you know he's the he's co-founder, so I don't want to get fired. But <laughs> best hot sauce I ever had. So on my old show around for the week. Around for the weekend, I did a I did a tasting with the folks at Hoff and Pepper Brewing Company, which is based out of Knoxville, North Carolina. They were they were a new sponsor at the time. Unfortunately, they're not sponsored with us and a sponsor with 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 Belly Up Sports anymore. But I got a sample. I got a, a four pack of sampler of their regular hot sauce, their green, I think their green goblin or green. I can't remember the exact name of the green one, but their green sauce, green hot sauce, which was their jalapeno based sauce. It was, it was okay. So that was my favorite. Uh, their ghost pepper, uh, the, uh, the ghost pepper sauce and the regular barbecue sauce. Smoking ghost, smoking ghost was their, was their, was their, was their, was their uh, mean green was their, was their green jalapeno based sauce and smoking ghost was their ghost pepper uh, was their ghost pepper one and their ghost pepper one was really really good uh they have a, they had a sampler pack i bought a bunch for my friends uh they actually made their own ketchup too so but i will say i mean hoff and pepper it was great awesome stuff um other hot sauces might i like frank's red hot frank's red hot sauce is always a good go-to but my favorite hot sauce, the best hot sauce I ever had, was when I was in was when I went to Belize, and there was a there's a hot sauce company called Marie Sharps. Now I don't know if you can get Marie Sharps in the states, but I'll look it up and see if we can. You can, okay. So Marie Marie Sharps has a U.S. based website, Marie Sharp Marie and they do have a shop. Now, they have a hot sauce. It's their habanero hot sauce. Now, the original mild pepper sauce, very good. Their hot pepper sauce is also really good. Um, I haven't had their, I haven't had their beware comatose habanero pepper sauce. Uh, but their the best sauce they had was they had a haban they had a habanero sauce. It was really it's really good. Um, I enjoyed it in my. I, I make a mean chili. Uh, I'll put it out there right now to the to the Twitter, to the uh, to the podcast universe. I make a 
I make a really good chili. My nephew says it's his, his my nephew says that my chili is he likes his better than his mom's. I will hold that over her head until the end of time. <laughs> but their habanero sauce is outstanding. I put it in my chili. I, I would put it in my my uh, my any pulled pork I would make any kind of barbecue I'd make. I'd, I'd put that in my in, in that and it was it's awesome. It's an awesome, awesome jalapeno hot sauce against Marie Sharps. They're based out of Belize and it's excellent. And I'm going to I might buy myself some after this after I record this episode. So Marie Sharps from Belize. It's excellent. All right. From the Billy Up. So continuing on from the Billy Up Podcast Network Twitter account. It says, what is your favorite sports memory growing up? I this was a great question. I have a number of them. Uh, my young, the, the, the one I remember distinctly as my first real sports memory is Doug. I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm 44 years old. So, so I, I know it's, you know, whatever boomer, I'm not a boomer. I'm a Xenial. So whatever to you, but, <laughs> but my, my earliest sports memory was, Doug Flutie's Hail Mary against the University of Miami back in 1983. Doug Flutie was like the first quarterback that I absolutely positively was a fan of. Um, my dad would go to my would take trips out to Boston every so often for work. Uh, he would come back. I remember one year he came back with a Boston College T-shirt on because Doug Flutie played at Boston College. And I, when I was a kid, I won. I I, I watched him play. He was my favorite quarterback. I remember watching the 1984. I think it was cotton. I think he played in the Cotton Bowl, 84 Cotton Bowl. And they went up when Boston College went, went up in that game. That was my favorite college team when I was when I was six years old. <laughs> so Doug Flutie was my was my was the guy. He was also my gateway into the C into uh, being a CFL fan too. So that that was he was my quarterback. He was my favorite quarterback growing up. He also he also played for the New Jersey Generals in the USF in the old USFL. Now that we have the new new USFL, which I need to give my reaction my action to my reaction to that in another ep, a different episode or on BillyUpSports.com uh, on the writing side. But but Doug Flutie was my he was my favorite quarterback. Him and Richard Todd they were my two favorite quarterbacks. And my early sports memory was watching Doug Flutie's nineteen eighty three Hail Mary. Uh, against the University of Miami, throwing to his to his roommate Gerald Family. So fun fact there. My favorite sports memory growing up. I have a couple of them. Uh, I uh, even though I was a Jets fan, even though, even though I'm a Jets fan, uh, watching the Giants win the first Super Bowl in Super Bowl 21. That was a favorite. That was one of my favorite sports memories. Watching them, I think 1992 Albertville Olympics. Watching Ray LeBlanc. Steal the show for the United States in hockey in, in the hockey tournament. That's another one of my favorite memories. We should have won gold. We should have won the gold that year, but Sweden was a Sweden was a much better opponent. Actually, oh, it was a Czech. No, it was Sweden. They they wound up beating us for the in the semifinal. I mean, getting getting in my teenage years now. The uh, seeing and this was my favorite, the best weekend ever for me personally as a sports fan. Uh, and 1995, June 1995, on, on on that weekend, I graduated from high school by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> I watched New Jersey Devils win their first Stanley Cup. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Even though people say half, even though people say half a, it was half a cup, half a Stanley Cup because it was a strike season, and oh, the New Jersey Devils ruined hockey. Listen, hockey was being ruined before the Devils won the Stanley Cups. So go pound sand. <laughs> and I had my my grad my high school graduation party. So high school graduation, New Jersey Devils won the Stanley Cup. High school graduation party where I got loads of money and gifts and people congratulate me it was it was fun um other sports memories growing up gosh i think some of the best sports memories too were just playing my, my favorite sports memory was just playing football or wiffle ball or baseball with my with my older brothers they're the ones who taught me to and with my dad uh teaching seeing uh, my dad teaching us how to pl- how to run patterns or how to I mean, he would play all-time quarterback while my brothers and I ran patterns. Uh, it would be my older brothers either running patterns against each other, me running a pattern against my brothers, or my older brothers, or I would also try to rush the quarterback too, rush my dad. And the most frustrating thing about trying to get at my dad was the fact that he would throw it at, right before, right after I kind of seven Mississippi, I'd rush in, he'd throw, he'd throw it away. You throw it, you throw it to my brother or my brothers, and it's like, ah, come on, I'm not gonna get my dad. Uh, but I remember as a teenager growing up, we would have my, my parents were in charge of this, uh, as a single small group at the one of the churches we used to attend. My dad was a deacon at the time, and he would have we'd have picnics every once in a while, and people from the from the 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 group would come over and we'd play football in the backyard, and finally, one year. Uh, I, I I played. I was the uh, guy rushing the quarterback, and I finally got a quarterback. <laughs> it was, it was, it was my. It was, it was great. It was. I just felt so alive, and I just was like, "Oh man, this is great!" I get to finally like, sacked a quarterback. We're playing two hand. T- we're playing two hand touch, but I finally got, I finally sacked the quarterback. So, uh, I mean, professional sports, watching things growing up. Again, I also also remember that my first, my first. Thanksgiving in New York because my grandparents were up from New Jersey. Uh, they had gotten in right before it started snowing. We got a foot of snow on Thanksgiving Day, and I remember watching the Jets get their lunch handed to them by the Detroit Lions in that game. And I haven't won a Thanksgiving Day game in a long, long time. I won't go into those memories, but see, watching football with my grandfather. I'm another sports favorite sports memory when he would come up from New Jersey who would bring loads of newspapers with them, whether it be the daily news or the New York post 
or the Wayne Today, which is what the he worked at a newspaper factory for. Oh gosh, over almost forty years, uh, being the foreman for getting deliveries out and getting make sure papers got delivered on time. He he would bring up all these newspapers that kind of got that kind of fueled my love for for sports media in general, uh, which I'll get to another question in just a, a few moments. But uh, and it's just my favorite sports memory have been have been just been with my family, whether it be playing outside with my dad playing catch, or learning how to run pat r- learning how to run football patterns, or watching a football game with my grandfather, or reading newspapers from from downstate and reading about the New York reading about the New York Yankees and their in their heyday and their in the George Steinbrenner era where he would fire a manager every three seasons and try to bring in somebody else and just getting or just that part feel my love for sports and I think that my favorite sports memory growing up was just being being with my family just just learning how to play sports learn how to play football with my family all right moving on to the next qu- question on Twitter from Another one of the Belly Up Sports co-founders, Blaine, he actually asked two questions. The first one is curls for the girls or leg day. And what is your favorite go-to beer or liquor? All right. So curls for the girls or leg day. Now, I I just started when the last, I'd probably say about nine months or so. I've been, I've been getting, I've been being more consistent at the gym. Now, it really hasn't resulted in a lot of weight loss but i feel more fit i feel more alive and actually one of my i actually do enjoy leg day (laughs) i i do enjoy now i one of my favorite podcast hosts uh, my favorite radio show show host dana lash she gets she always gets angry when it's leg day because those are the those are the those are the the shows that are the best she's just angry the entire episode and it's a it's a blast to listen to but um, I presume this is a, a reference from Letterkenny, the uh, Leg Day Bay. And it's one of my favorite bits from that show, Red Card, Yellow Card, which is also one of my favorite episodes from that series. Just look up Leg Day Bay on on YouTube. It's one of the best It's one of the best bits from the show. But no, I prefer Leg Day. I, I like doing Leg Day. I, and, and that's one of the things that because I because I had to go to physical therapy for a couple of months in February into March and April of this past year, because my left ankle, which I had, I had club foot. I was born with club foot and ankle didn't really bug me until this past, until this past February, which is all of a sudden just swelled up very painful. And uh, it was just, it was, it was awful. I had to wear a walking boot for three weeks had to go start physical therapy and initially it was painful. Shout out to Sports PT and the folks at Sport at Sports PT in Saratoga, uh, especially Carrie. Carrie was an awesome PT. She was she was she was great because while she was doing a deep tissue massage on my ankle, we talk about life and catch up on stuff and just you know just be friendly because they were they were great staff. So uh, shout out to Sports PT Carrie, uh, physical therapist at Sports PT in Saratoga. But anyway. So one of the things that she, well, when I was going to physical therapy, one of the things that Carrie stressed was building my legs, building leg strength. And that included doing squats. That included doing um, leg presses, 
that included doing calf raises and learning how to make your ankles stable and building up your leg strength because a lot of your balance actually doesn't come from the bottom part of your foot. It comes from your glutes and your glute, your gluteus maximus, your your butt or your ass or your hiney or whichever, whichever you call it, your, your tush. <laughs> and I, I learned to just slowly progressing into a, a rhythm of just being, of just, of, of just building my leg strength. And I've never been terribly fast. I was never terribly fast as a child. I hated running. I hated, I hated the units in gym, my gym class where we would have to run, whether it be a mile, whether it be just a mile around the, it would just to be a run around the track. I hated running because I never learned how to run properly. Never learned how to walk properly. Never learned to use certain parts of my legs to do, to do, uh, the things I wanted to do. So I've always been slow. I've never been a fast. I've never been a fast runner. Always been kind of slow prodding. I just, in a sprint. I think. I think. A, I'm pretty sure a child could beat me at sprints. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Because I also had in addition to, because in addition to having club foot, I have flat feet too. So, kudos. But anyway, again, I'm getting off track here. But Carrie taught me to build your leg strength. It had to be done with calf raises so you can activate your ankles and your, and your Achilles tendons and your toes for balance. You, you, your strength comes through your, your glutes doesn't come from the bottom of your foot. It comes through your glutes and just activating all those muscles, your quads, your, your quads, your hamstrings, your, your hip flexors, your abductors, your adductors, all those things create leg strength and i love doing i actually don't mind do, i love doing leg day i do too i do leg day twice a week and my, my regular workout routine is twice a week i work on chest i do heavy lifting for chest i do barbell stuff once a week i do cable pulls i do tricep pull downs uh for maintenance what i call maintenance days i do dumbbells so dumbbells i just recently broke 60 i just sound i sound weak but i may sound weak to you but it doesn't sound weak to me i was actually i actually broke uh 60 pound dumbbells the other day i finally got finally graduated to six to work to the point where i do 60 pound dumbbells so hooray for me but maintenance day I, maintenance i call them maintenance day so i do dumbbells i do 15 reps at a time for tricep pull downs i do 15 for you know, just basically not, not so much maintenance, but toning, I guess you could say. And then twice a week I do leg day. Uh, my best, my best uh, on squat is right now is 315 pounds. My best leg press is around a little over 600 pounds. I think about six, 615, 615 pounds. So I've, I've got strong legs. <laughs> I've got strong legs. And uh, I mean, part of it is, playing catcher and offensive lineman and rugby for all those years. So, so I, I legged, I do like leg day. I, I mean, with curls, with, with biceps, I, I usually do that for on shoulder, on shoulder day on shoulder and back day. I don't do so much the, the curls, but you're already working out your biceps. So way, the way I see it is that you're already working out your biceps when you're pull, doing uh, pull downs or rows. So it really doesn't, I don't really do curls. I probably should, but but my my hope is to get down to by summertime when I go back to North Carolina. I would like to be and around the two fifty mark. So I'm I'm working on ways to do that. 
Um, exercise is one part of it. Nutrition is the other part of it. I'm not very good at nutrition, to be honest with you, but I'm working on that. All right. So what's my favorite go-to beer or liquor? Um, my favorite go-to beer is Guinness. It's always going to be Guinness. Uh, it's, it's, which, which is funny because back when I was doing the episodes of, of NCR Friday happy hour, I actually gave a lesson on, on Arthur Guinness and what he, what he contributed to the world through brewing his beer. So I'll, I will always drink Guinness based on his contributions to the world. He made the world, he made the world, he made Ireland a better place because he kept people from getting physically ill from drinking the water at, and the river Liffey because it was so dirty. And he also helped people get off of hard liquor. People were dying of hard liquor, uh, drinking themselves to death, basically. And he created a brew that was low in alcohol content. And actually, I believe a pint of Guinness is only a, a little bit more than a pint of your basic light beer. So Guinness is my, whether it be any season of the year, Guinness is my go-to for beer. All right. So we're going to move on to the next question on Twitter and we'll do this and we'll take a quick commercial break for uh, Johnson supply and all and Troy. But speaking of which from the CEO, CFO and COO of Godzilla media, Tom Gosgoslowski, he actually asked a pack of three questions. First one being, as a pastor, any advice for wedding officiants? Two, would you consider, will you consider doing an entire podcast in a British accent? And three, if Ketchup was a person, would they be your friend? I'm going to work my way backwards here. So if Ketchup were a person, would they be my friend? Yes, but it wouldn't be my best friend. My best friend would be barbecue sauce. Uh, will I, would I consider doing an entire podcast in a British accent? Um, yes. But I would do it on a dare and it would have to be well compensated, uh, whether it be through Guinness with, with some Guinness <laughs> or I don't know. Tis to a Yankee game or something, you know, something I knew I would need to be well compensated. I would need to do some I would need to practice my British accent because my British accent, I do Cockney uh, it, like this. I, I speak like this for uh, sound like the Geico Gecko uh, for an entire episode. But it'll also be a, a, a bit of a, a cross between Australian and New Zealand, uh, um, and maybe a little so- South African. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Whether I do a, a whole podcast in a British accent, might. And as a pastor, any advice for wedding officiants? Okay, first of all, I was never a pastor. <laughs> I was a chaplain. They know this. Ever since we, I did an internship. I would mention I would be. I was. I was a chaplain. It was on my resume. But they still call me a pastor. But I, I'm not insulted by that. I just I'm not I'm not ordained. I don't consider myself a pastor. So any advice for wedding officiants? So I, the only time I was part of a wedding where I did anything officiant as an officiant was my buddy Ted's wedding. I was his. I did the ring ceremony. I did the ring part. So all I did was the only thing I did was basically do their vows. And I gave them their ring and I did a little speech beforehand. I said, this is, this is this ring. It represents the circle of love. It represents a circle, which is never ending and has, has no beginning. It has no end. It's eternal. Yada, yada, yada. Um, for any ad- advice for wedding efficiency, I would say, keep it simple. 
don't go don't go too far deep in their story leave that for the 15 minute video um and you can add a little humor in there it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of humor it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of humor about especially if you're married tell them a story about uh, something funny that happened uh, that's happened in your marriage so I don't know if Goss is officiating a wedding or if Levac is officiating a wedding. I think he is consider he, he got his online online uh his online ministry certificate, whatever that means. <laughs> um but yeah, any advice for wedding officiants, be 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 concise, tell a story, don't go too don't go too too deep into you know your speech. If you're doing a homily or a sermon, don't do, don't go long. Practice and practice, practice. Always do some sort of practice. And I used to try to do this when I was a chaplain. I would write down my lesson and I try to get the message. I have a piece of paper with me. I'd have everything written down just so I could reference, go back to the notes when I have a reference or something to that effect. So uh, just be, 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 have, have some, have a funny story to tell. Don't go too long. Be lively. Don't be, but be lively, but don't be over enthusiastic to the point where people are going to toss you out on a, on a log. <laughs> so, and again, was never a pastor. I'm a chaplain. <laughs> All right. So before we continue with the ask me anything edition of no credentials required, let me tell you about, one of our sponsors with Godzilla Media, and that is John Stone Supply in Troy. The final few months of 2021 are here, and that means the holidays are approaching. Spoiler alert, the holidays are here. They're coming from inside your home. <laughs> Make sure your home is safe and warm this season thanks to John Stone Supply in Troy. The Goodman Furnaces are now in stock. Goodman Furnaces are not only made in America, but they're also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out your air filters before your family and friends visit this season. Find out ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters before the big holiday events by connecting with Johnson Supply in Troy. Visit them on six visit them on Sixth Avenue from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew will be there to offer you the best recommendations for this season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace. Call John Stone Supply in Troy, 518-272-5922, or leave them a comment on facebook.com forward slash John Stone Supply, Troy, New York. All right, so we're going to move along to the Ask Me Anything questions from Facebook. I had a number of friends ask me questions. Well, one in particular asked me a lot of questions. I thought I was going to have to make a, a scroll. <laughs> I was going to have to unfurl a scroll to... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. To ask these questions, but I'll try to make them pretty fast. I'll try not to be too long-winded or go too deep into one, but all right. So let's, 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 let's talk about these. So, so number one for my buddy, Sean, he said, he asked me, how did I become a Jets fan? This is a funny story, actually. So growing up in as a four-year-old, I, I didn't start really start to discover football until I was about four years old. And that was nine. That was 1981 season. And at the time you have your favorite things when you're, when you're a four-year-old, you have your favorite toy, you have your favorite, you have your favorite show. You have your favorite, your favorite cartoon, your favorite character, something, your favorite pair of jeans or your favorite pair of underwear, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Four-year-olds still have their favorite pair of underwear, but anywho, when you're four, there are certain things that you love. And one of my loves was the color green. The color green was my, was my favorite color. And that derived from my love for Kermit the Frog. Muppets were my were a huge thing for me when I was four years old. Used to watch the Muppet Show repeats all the time. Watch Muppets Take Manhattan, the Muppet Movie, uh, Muppets, uh, anything I had to do with Muppets. Kermit the Frog. He was leader of the pack. He was my jam. He was my guy. And I remember watching football with my dad. And we were watching the New York Jets. They were still playing at Shea Stadium at the time. And I looked at them. And I was like, they're wearing color green. Because New York foot, New York foot, New York sports teams don't generally wear green. I think the Jets are the only te- New York-based team, Metro New York-based team, that don't wear the color blue or the color red. So out of all the major sports. So let me think about this. So. New York Giants, blue, red, white. New York Yankees, blue, white. Mets, blue, orange, and white. Rangers, blue, orange, and white. No, blue, blue, red, and white. Islanders, blue, orange, and white. (laughs) New York Knicks, they wore red. No, 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 sorry. They wore blue and orange and white. And I'm forgetting one. No, I'm not. Oh, the Brooklyn, well, the New Jersey Nets used to wear blue, blue, red, and white as well. Then they became the Brooklyn Nets. Now they wear black and white. But yeah, the Jets were the only New York-based team. I guess you could say the New York Cosmos as well. But but the Jets were the only New York professional-based football team or, or the major four sports that wore green. So based on the deductions I had when I was a four-year-old, it's very subjective. <laughs> The Jets wore green. Kermit the Frog was my favorite Muppet. My favorite who's green. My favorite color was green. Therefore, the New York Jets should be my favorite football team. And as subjective and as stupid as that sounds, (laughs) that is why I became a New York Jets fan is because they wore the color green. And my green was my favorite color when I was four years old. My parents got me into football. They said, 
oh when you were when you were that age you 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 you, you wrote valentines to to all the new york jets players I was four years old you know you see, you used to write down because you when you for your kindergarten you could write because you because I I you know I try to model my older brothers sometimes that would get me into trouble <laughs> but when you're four years old you want to do the stuff they do so I started reading I you know, I read much other than earlier than that and I started learning how to write and I would write I wrote cards to letters to the New York Jets uh, with to to Richard Todd and to Freeman McNeil Mark Gastineau. Uh, Johnny Lamb Jones, Joe Klecko, all those guys. I, I wrote let. Well, I don't know if my parents ever mailed them out, but I wrote cards to them, like happy, you know, to Richard Todd from Ryan. And it's just now to this day, I one of my, another one of my favorite earlier <laughs> earliest memories of being a sports fan was being a Jets fan because Kermit the Frog was my favorite Muppet. He was green. Jets wore green, therefore. I was a Jets fan. I'm still a Jets fan. Although for a while I, I was a Chiefs fan, but that was in high school, and I didn't, I didn't want to be considered a loser and be associated with a losing team. So I switched over. And plus, I liked Mario Schottenheimer. Um, he's a good coach. So I switched over to the Chiefs for a while. But I came to my senses when Bill Parcells joined joined the Jets, and I went back to the Jets. So probably a bad mistake. <laughs> so next question. And these are all, most of these, are actually, most, if not all, these are going to be from my friend. Most of these questions are coming up are from my friend Dave. First question he writes, and I'm, I'm trying to get the gist of what he's saying here, but uh, sports are such a strong influence in your life. What do you think initially started you down that path? And I, I go back to my childhood, being with my dad, being with my grandfathers. Uh, my, my grandpa McCarthy was a huge sports fan. He absolutely positively despised the Yankees. He, he hated the Yankees with a white hot burning passion. He was a Dodgers fan growing up. Uh, he was also a New York Giants fan. And when the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, he didn't have a team for a couple of years. And when the Mets came along, that was his team. He was a Mets fan. So, but like, I think the, the thing that started initially, initially started on my path was going back to my favorite sports memories, just being with playing football with my brothers, my dad watching a football game with, with, uh, with grandpa McCarthy and with pop. Uh, I remember distinctly, succinctly, succinctly, we'll go back to the sports memories again, uh, going to my grandfather's house after church on Sunday, when I lived in New Jersey, he'd always have a game on, whether it be the Mets or the USFL and the, when the generals were playing, you would always have some sort of sports game on. It would be golf. My my both my grandfathers enjoyed golf. <laughs> and I think I think my grandparents, my grandfathers, both my grandfathers and my dad, they were the biggest influence down this path of having of a sports having such a strong influence in my life. And I loved watching Sports Center, watching the highlights. I, I would sneak out of bed to watch the Canadian Football League on ESPN late nights back in the 80s. I had such, it was just, I just enjoyed sports. I just, I'll, you know, people, some people enjoy reading books, some watch, some like the movies, some like plays or drama or, or science fiction. I was always, I, I always gravitated, gravitated towards sports and I wanted to do something sports 
growing up, I I wanted to be I, I wanted to do something in sports. I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to play. I wanted to play football. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to play basketball once upon a time. And I, I I would rather go outside. After I got home from school, I'd rather go outside and play sports rather than do my homework. That's how much I loved sports. <laughs> uh, to my detriment, it didn't really, you know, my, my sport, my high school and my elementary, middle school and high school careers weren't so weren't so great. My grades weren't so great because I I'd rather I'd rather watch a game or participate in a sports activity uh, than do my homework. And unless I had sports, unless the homework had some sports, do with sports, I would check out. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think I think being a young kid and just being around people who love sports and enjoyed sports, I think that that's what got me brought me down this path of sports being such an influence in my life. I was a chaplain for a while. For I, I was a chaplain for you know, even ministry. When I was a ministry, I wanted to do something in sports. I wanted to be a sports chaplain. I got to be with the Albany River Rats and Albany Devils for nine seasons. I was their chaplain. And I was a chaplain of the Tri-City Valley Cats for two for two summers. So I, I just being, again, being with people who enjoyed sports, that got me down this path. All right. So next question also from Dave. Which sports have I played? I, I played T-ball. In the summer and spring of 1984, before we moved to New York, we were trying to enroll in baseball, but unfortunately, that never we never got a chance to enroll in baseball. Uh, I wanted to play football. My dad absolutely forbade me from playing football. Uh, I remember the reason why is because this 19 this 2020 report in the 1980s when Jim Otto had all those leg surgeries and. I think the tipping point for him not playing football for not forbidding me from playing football was Joe Theismann breaking. Well, sorry, Lawrence Taylor breaking Joe Theismann's leg on Monday night football, where you can audibly hear Joe Theismann screaming out in pain as soon as, as soon as Lawrence Taylor hit him in the leg. And my dad said, Nope, you are absolutely not going to play football at all. Years later, I would play flag football. I played offensive lineman. I played defensive lineman. Uh, they discovered I could catch, but never incorporated me into plays where I would be a receiver. But, um, but I played flag football uh, for a couple of years. I have played rugby. I played rugby for a short time, and that was a lot of fun because you would basically. <laughs> this is what they say about rugby. Rugby is play. It is a hooligans game played by gentlemen. And soccer is a gentleman's game, is a gentleman's game played by hooligans. Uh, I remember I, I, I signed up to play rugby back in 2011. I was with the Saratoga Stampede. Uh, well, it was then the Saratoga Stampede. And I played a couple of games in the springtime before my mom got sick and went into the hospital. I didn't play after that. I didn't play at, at all after that. But I remember doing. The first workout, I I played the first game. We played the we played our first game in Syracuse. I played the whole eighty minutes because we were short. We were, we were short on players, and I had to play the entire game as a loose head prop. I had never played before. I'd only been in practice, but I wanted to absolutely die after that game. <laughs> I remember 
my, my fr- I remember Aaron, who was the Aaron, uh, who was the coach at the coach slash manager at the time, and they they called me preacher because I, I told him I was a, I, I was a chaplain at the time, and I, I told him I was a chaplain. They they called me my nickname was preacher. He goes hey, preacher. How do you enjoy your first rugby game? And I said oh, I want to die. <laughs> I kind of want to die right now because I was in so much physical pain. I got kicked in the shins at least five times by the hooker, by Sean, who was playing hooker. Uh, hooker's position in rugby, and it's, he's not actually a, uh, an actual hooker. He's a married man. Nice guy. But <laughs> uh, but he got he kicked me in the shin at least five times. My shin hurt. Everything just hurt. When my legs down, it, it hurt. They hurt. My arms were killing me. My back was killing me. I I wanted to die. But we had to drink up, and actually Sean bought me a shot. He says, here's to your first time. Hope it's not the last time. And <laughs> drink that shot, and we had beers, and we were just hanging out to the game. We'd do a drink up. So rugby is more where you play. You, you beat the crap out of each other for 80 minutes, and then you go drinking afterwards. It's, it's, it's a fun time. It's a fun time unless you're seriously injured. Um, but... But yeah, that was my first. I played rugby. My second game was a much much better rugby game. I I think I came off the bench. Uh, I was a reserve. And I played. I my my position was loose head prop. It's 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 the front left position in a scrum. What rugby match? Go watch rugby matches. But um, my second game, I came in as a reserve. A much better game. Third game, came in as a reserve. My dad actually watched me, and he was like, "I don't understand this game at all." <laughs> Um, but he watched me and I didn't know I had an okay game. I was muddied up afterwards. My last game before I left the team, uh, we played Plattsburgh State. We played Plattsburgh State's rugby team in a scrimmage, and I did not do great. So but then after that, I didn't play anymore because my mom got really, really sick and we almost lost her and I left the team. I stayed in touch with some of the rugby guys afterwards, but now I don't stay in touch as much anymore. I had to come up to a game one, one of these times. Maybe during the spring season, I'll stop by and say hello. Um, so let's see. T-ball, flag football, rugby. I've done martial arts. I've, I got my, I earned my purple belt in Taekwondo. Never f- finished my black belt. I was a white belt in jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, and I'm currently a yellow belt belt black stripe in Krav Maga. So those are the sports I've played. I've, I've done martial arts. I've done contact sports. I've done non-contact sports-ish. I'm hoping to get back into golf this spring. I got myself and I earned a new pair of golf, a new set of golf clubs from, from work. I got a new, new set of golf clubs and I tried them out a couple weeks ago and I haven't been back to the driving range since, but Hopefully this spring, I will go go to the golf course a little bit more. All right. What podcasting equipment do I use? I use a, right now I use a Blue Yeti mic. I have it on an an arm here, an adjustable arm. You can probably hear the spring. Um, I'm recording on a Lenovo. uh, A Lenovo laptop. I'm recording on StreamYard. I'll do my editing on adobe audition and i will upload to spreaker so those are the equipment i used 
what's your favorite childhood memory? I, I'm kind of going back to, I'm going back to being with my grandparent, my grandfather and watching sports. But another one of my favorite childhood memories was my seventh birthday. Initially didn't start and initially didn't start out as a favorite childhood memory. Uh, it actually became, it was actually a bad childhood memory because I was supposed to go on my seventh birthday. We were supposed to go to Chuck E. Cheese for my seventh birthday party. And we had all, you know, but invited a bunch of kids from my neighborhood and my class. And the day before we went to Chuck E. Cheese, I got sick. I had the stomach, I had a stomach bug throwing up everywhere. It was not a great time. So, so we pushed it off to the, we pushed it up two days. So didn't celebrate on the exact day of my birthday, but we celebrated on my birth, two days after my birthday. And we had a blasty. We had such a blast. I got lots of, and and my favorite cartoon back then was He-Man messes the universe. I got a bunch of He-Man stuff. I got He-Man dolls. I got, with all the Skeletor, I got He Man, I got Man of Ar- Man at Arms, I got the Road Ripper. Uh, didn't get uh, Battle Cat though, <laughs> but no, it was just I think some of my favorite childhood memories were back when in New Jersey because we would because we didn't we lived in an apartment upstairs from from Mister from a couple named the Fabers, Mister Faber, Mistress Faber were old, an older Dutch couple. I think they were first or second, their first or second generation Americans, and they had bought the place. They lived downstairs. We lived upstairs, and just playing in the street. We play. That's where I learned to play football. Uh, we get well. We had dad passing around a Nerf ball, and that's how I learned to play catch. And we go up the street to what is now called Hofstra Park, which is up the hill in Prospect Park. Uh, we he took us there to play t-ball. We do t-ball practice there. Um, I would put on, and that's, I guess it's where my affinity for catchers and being a catcher and being a a goalie comes from. (laughs) That's why I enjoy both positions because I like the equipment. I like to put on the funky equipment, the the pads, the, the mask, the, the uh, chest protector. I I love being a, being a a t-ball catcher. Um. Yeah, I think my, my favorite childhood memories were back in New Jersey where we just... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We were we didn't care. We were kids. We we're in school was a couple blocks down from where we lived, and mom would be a uh, would be uh, um being out outside. She would be a, I guess a, I would say a, a chaperone or a monitor while we played outside. We didn't have much we didn't have much places to play in the grass until until we moved up here to New York. But I don't know. That's one of my favorite childhood memories were being in were just just being a kid you know not having a care in the world and walking walking your sweetie down from 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 your school to you know, your, your childhood crush <laughs> you would i would walk her down from when we we're second grade i would walk her down from 
uh, from our classroom, from our from our after after school, Miss Miss Gruber, and we would I would walk her to our house, and I'd, after that, I would go play with my buddy, my brothers, and our and our friend Sean and and Brian and Mike and Nicole and the and Melissa, Jennifer, Garrett, all those all those folks, and we just we just played, we just we had fun. We're just kids. It was fun. We just we just being kids, not care in the world. All right, moving on. Why did the world? Why did the Braves win the World Series? Um, because they were the hot team in baseball at the time. Uh, my dad says that anytime you're, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best team that wins everything. It just had to be the team that catches fire at the right time. Whether it be the O, this year's Braves team. Uh, the Yankees in 09, the Red Sox in 2013, who were inspired by the aftermath of the city being behind them after the Boston bombing. Um, the Cardinals in 06. Basically, any time, any team that comes out at the right time, that becomes hot at the right time, is going to win the World Series. And the Braves, you know, struggled through that the regular season. Um, and they just got, it became a buzzsaw. They became hot at the right time. Pitching, hitting, everything just come together at the right, the right time. And that's what happened. All right. So next next question. Predictions for the rest of the NFL season. Um, let's take a look at the divisions right now. So let's see. All right. So in the AFC East. I'm gonna go with. And here's the thing with uh, with the Patriots and Bills. They haven't played each other this year, and they play each other twice in the next five weeks. So, no, this, the next six weeks for the Bills is the next six weeks for the Patriots is the next five weeks. Those two teams are gonna be fighting each other for the AFC East title. Um, I think the Bills pull it out. I, I think they'll be. I think they'll beat New England at least one of those games. Miami's pulling out. They're coming. They're they're coming up right behind them though. Uh, they're in third place. So I, I've got I've got Buffalo coming out of that division as the per, as the first place winner. AFC North. I'm going with the Ravens. The Browns were my Super Bowl pick. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll even make the playoffs this year. They got too many injuries. They had too many COVID issues, personnel issues. I don't think this is their year. Uh, I got the AFC North. I got Baltimore coming out of the AFC North. I've got the Titans coming out of the South. I think India will give them a run. They've split their games, um, but I, I've got I got Tennessee. I think I think Derrick Henry's coming back pretty. I think he's going to be back in January. So I think once he comes back, their offense will get together. Uh, but in the meantime, they're going to be in the struggle bus. I, I think Indianapolis will catch up to him, but I think. Tennessee will pull away eventually. In the West, um, I'm I still I'm still think I still think the Chargers could beat out the Chiefs, although the Chiefs are are starting to put things together as well. NFC East, boy, Washington's getting hot at the right time, and I actually had them winning the division at the beginning of the season. Um, their defense is playing well. They've won the last three in a row. They won the last three in a row. Taylor Heineke. Is finally beginning to settle down. They're believing him as a as their quarterback. 
I still have them beating the Cowboys for the first for first place in the division. NFC North is going to be the Packers. They're just the best team in that division. Minnesota's not that great. Chicago's terrible. Detroit is Detroit. NFC South, I've got Tim Bay going to win that division. I had Tim Bay winning the Super Bowl this year. I still stand by that prediction. They're the best team coming out of the South. And in the West, I've got Arizona winning the West. Wild card teams, New England's going to be a wild card team. I think Cincinnati's going to be a wild card team. And either Kansas City, whoever doesn't win the AFC West is going to be the uh, um, going to be representing is good. whoever wins whoever doesn't win the NFC West between the Chiefs and the Chargers will uh will be the third wild card team. Although watch out for the Raiders, watch out for the Broncos. Broncos are inconsistent, but you know if they, they put things together at the right time, they could possibly pull out a video they could possibly pull one out. People ask me, people are gonna say, What about the Colts? I'm like, yeah, it'd be great about the Colts, but they're too sloppy. They, I don't know. They're, it depends on their schedule. The Colts could possibly be. They could possibly win in the South. They could also be a wild card team. They could also miss it altogether. So, all right. Out the NFC. I've got Dallas as one of the wild card teams. I got the Rams as one of the wild card teams, and I got the. Whew, I'm gonna say the 49ers are the last wild card team. I still have the Rams going to. The NFC Championship, I think they have enough pieces on defense. Their offense needs to be more consistent. I think adding Odell Beckham Jr. was a huge mistake, huge mistake. But I've got, I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to be my one Super Bowl. They're going to represent the NFC. I'm going to say Baltimore represents the AFC, and I have Tampa Bay beating Baltimore in the Super Bowl. So I mean, I know what prediction was, I know what prediction before the season started was the Browns, but it's my show and I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, next question. I'll go to the last question, which will kind of lead into life lessons. What is your favorite cut of steak? My favorite cut of steak is what's a tough question. Cause you can decide between filet mignon, which is good, but it's expensive. Uh, New York strip is always a good one. T-bone. I'm going to say f- my favorite kind of steak is flank steak. I, I, you could you could make anything from that. You can serve it as you can put it on a regular, you know, make it as regular as regular cut, or you could slice it thin and make make yourself a sandwich. So flank steak is versatile, and I'm going to have to go with flank steak. You can make it, you can marinate it, nice and tender. Um, and just and you can cut it a little bit thinner, make them into sandwiches. So that a good steak sandwich, whether it be chop steak or shave steak or flank steak, can't go wrong with a good steak sandwich. All right, so I also put this out to the craft brewed sports community. Craft brewed sports. I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna try to be on their episode for Christmas. Last year I did the Christmas episode. I did a Christmas episode with them. It was a whole lot of fun. This year I did I did a hockey episode with them. I'm still the master I am still the hockey expert emeritus for craft brood sports. But I there's a little group, we have our own community community where we ask uh, where we just throw stuff out there, post silly memes, that kind of thing. So I put 
my ask me anything on there and one of the one of the guys said one of the guys asked the question which what kind of porn do you watch truth be told and i i actually had the, i wrote them the answer because i wasn't going to answer it originally but i might as well put it out there so i wrote down uh, if i watch porn i would tell you and I, I don't know if they're joking around or being serious. Like, come on, man. You you know, you, no, sure. You don't, sure. You don't watch porn. I'm like, and one of the guys are going to say, at least lie about it. I'm like, I don't want and I, to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to put it out there. And this will be part of the life lessons. I don't, I don't watch porn. I believe porn is destructive for your brain. I believe it's, uh, you, you could, you can get your, you can get your jollies off. Um, you, you, you can get your rocks off with any old magazine but but in the end does it, does it love you back <laughs> honestly does it does the does the photograph of what you're looking at or the video what you're looking at does it love you back and i will be, i believe that porn is destructive i believe it's it's not good for your brain it's like and there's studies out there that has it close to has it and there's studies out there that prove that porn is as addictive and as destructive as heroin and it's 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 a it's a very strong thing to say, but I mean I mean when I was in my twenty I'll admit it in my twenties you know I mean the internet was a was a was was a thing was a thing and it was the most basically that's what the I mean some people joke that's what the, the internet was created for the internet was created for for two things cat memes and porn, but as someone who's a believer as someone who's a Christian and I guess again this is where life lessons come in. I, I just believe that's it's a destructive thing. It's not good for your brain. It's not good for your relationship. If you're married and you're watching porn or you're checking out porn, I think it's I think it's a terrible thing to do because it feels like you're cheating on your wife. I'm not married, and you know I hope to be married someday. Uh, I've been called to different things, and that's why I haven't found found the gal I love or, or the gal I'm going to marry. But I've been called to different things. I've been I've worked in ministries. I've come out to school. I've lost jobs and had to get jobs back and re-earn my career, re-earn a reputation. I'm doing this podcast thing now. So, but, but someday I, I will get married. I will have, hopefully God willing have kids and I don't want to have my relationship be wrecked because of an addiction, whether it be porn or drugs or alcohol or, or any of these things. I don't want, I don't want the person who I love to be to go down the destructive path that I go down. So I choose this if I choose to, to go down that path. And another thing about porn is that it just it it degrades I think it degrades women. I believe it degrades women. It degrades men as well. I think it really it, again it comes back to relationships and I think I mean if you make the choice to go into porn that's fine but that's your choice. But aware of what your choices are and i know that there's uh, there's women out there who have gotten themselves out of porn who are actually running ministries now and their life is better off because they got out of it and they'll say it too they'll, they'll say it too like i i was in a really miserable place i felt used every time i did the movies or did a magazine spread or did a video or or you know my, my body's but my body's my body's out there for the world to see it's my, it's, it's a public park <laughs> That's what marriage should be, and that's what I believe. I believe it should be your your body should be your body's a private garden. It's not a public park. So, I know I'll probably lose people 
I'll, I'll lose listeners who were like, oh, you're just, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's your point of view, man. You just, you're just weak. You're just that. I'm like, no, no, I just, that's what I believe. I, I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to stick him by it. And that's why I don't, that's why I don't watch porn. I don't, you know, it's, that's not honoring to the woman. It's not honoring to my relationship with God. It's not honoring to the, what the person I'm going to marry, the, the woman I'm going to marry someday. It's not honoring to those three things. And I, you know, men, men have, men have a, 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 a visual Rolodex. <laughs> so if you're comparing the girl you're watching in a porn to your wife and she said, you say, why can't you do that? You've got relationship problems and I think you should seek counseling, <laughs> but that's my opinion. That's why I don't watch porn. And if I lose listeners because of that, or I lose respect in some people's eyes because of that, that's fine. We may have never been friends to begin with, but I hope I earned a little bit of your respect for that, for the answer. Just being honest. So I guess it didn't really lead into life lessons after all, but but I'm gonna give you my honest opinion, and I'll cut. I'll, I'll be blunt as possible, and it may hurt some feelings, but in the end, I come to it with a, in a place with a. I come to you. I'll say it with all the love I have in my heart. Whatever, how much, however, however much, however much it may, maybe, however much or how little it may be in your eyes. That's for you to decide, but I'd rather I'd rather be honest to myself than lie. And there is a there's a quote by Fedor by Fyodor Dostoevsky, and he writes this in the brother the brothers Karamazov. He writes this. He says, "Quote: After above all, don't lie to yourself. The man who lies to himself to his own he his own lie." comes to a point that he cannot distinguish the truth within him or around him and so loses his respect loses all respect for himself and for others and having no respect he ceases to love end quote so i'll just leave it at that all right so thank you for this went a little bit longer than i than i wanted to but that's okay I'll do some creative editing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, it was a little longer than I expected, but I really do appreciate everyone who took the time to think about and write down a question for me. So I can go down. So we can go down this path of ask me anything. And again, I'll do another one probably next quarter, but I hope to get a lot more questions next time and hope you keep on listening. We've got more, cause some, cause some more great things ahead for, uh, for no credentials required coming into the last month of the year, also into the new year. Got really cool things coming up ahead, uh, both on belly up sports and Godzilla media. So that, so on that note, I'm going to end the show again. Thank you very, very, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And don't forget we have a bonfire store, go to bonfire.com for search for no credentials required Buy some, buy, buy some apparel, whether it be to sh- support the show or to do a fundraiser for No Shave November, which is actually wrapping up because No Shave November ends on the thirtieth. I'm choosing to keep my beard because if I don't, if I shave it, I look like a twelve year old. <laughs> but anyway, visit our bonfire store. Support the store. This is our store. Visit our bonfire store. Support the show. Buy buy some apparel. You won't go wrong. You can also visit again, as I mentioned, the cold open on the top of our Twitter page. There's the link for our affiliate 
affiliation to affiliate page to Invader Coffee. And again, use the code belly up. Use the code belly up and you save an additional 15% on your order. Podcasts, like, share, subscribe, write a review. Five stars is always preferred. Leave a review as well on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podchaser. Leave a review. I might read it on the air. Social media on Twitter and Instagram at BellyUpNCR. Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. So thank you again for joining me on this episode of No Credentials Required. And until next time, we'll see you around the mighty five. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.